I'm Jim. And I'm Emily. And we're, we're the, the Summers, Summers family. family. She works in an office. And he runs the home. Together, we're raising our four kids with an emphasis on family, adventure, and the arts. Welcome to the Summers Time Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Summers Time Podcast. This is episode five, and we had a topic on the docket for tonight, but we decided to uh, postpone that one in light of this new coronavirus that we're all going through right now. So, um, Emily, why don't you explain to our listeners what we're going to be talking about? The past few days and evenings, we've been talking through how we want to approach the coronavirus as a family and um, what the quarantine would look like for ourselves. None of us are sick, um, but given all of the regulations and the restrictions out there in the U.S. right now, it kind of feels like a quarantine. Yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> so we're going to use the word quarantine throughout the podcast, but it doesn't mean that um, necessarily any of us are sick per se, but um, just from the instance of not going out and about, we're referring to it as a quarantine. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, we thought it would be interesting to share with you how we are planning on approaching this time with our family and um, some of the things that we are going to be implementing. And frankly, we were hoping that this would spur a conversation um, with you all and maybe learn some of the things that you're doing and some other approaches and hear from the community on um, maybe some ideas that everyone could benefit from. Right. Because as you had called it a quarantine, or that's what we're calling it, it is a bit of a lockdown situation, although that's a little harsh of a word. Um, So we thought we would maybe try to put an optimistic spin on it versus being like, oh, great. Now we're all in the house. We can't do anything. We can't go to events, can't go to the movies, blah, blah, blah. We're going to try to talk to you guys about some ideas that we've come up with And then, like you said, I'm hopefully hear back from our listeners and ideas they may have. Yeah. So for starters, our situation is um, we live in Illinois and uh, our kids are off school for the next two weeks and we'll see how things go after that. But um, starting Monday, they are off school for two weeks. Um, I work for an organization where um, I will be working from home for the foreseeable future. And then obviously Jim's a stay at home dad. So we are all going to be together, together for <laughs> at least two weeks. Um, and we're taking that very seriously. But despite the seriousness of it, one thing that has been a constant in our conversations together is we want to see the good in this. So, right. and, and we really don't mean that from a cheesy perspective. I think mentally that's going to help us get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of frame it for you guys, I think when we talk about quarantine and you can't do this and you can't do that, and this isn't going to be on TV and this event isn't going to happen. It feels very restricting. Yeah. It's a negative connotation. It's very negative. And, and it's not to say that that's not the case. I mean, reality is these are restrictions. However, Mm -hmm. through these restrictions, it opens up some possibilities that mm-hmm. didn't exist before. And this is where I say we're taking an optimistic approach is that um, there's a lot of things that we have wanted to do or that we strive for in our lives when things are crazy and you're moving a mile a minute and there's a million activities and um, I work really long hours and whatever the mm-hmm. the scenario is, we're always trying to fit things in that are important to us and speak to our values. And with all of these restrictions, 
it's our opinion that it has opened up the possibilities to pursue some of those things even more. So for example, Mm -hmm. um, stronger connection with our immediate family. I mean, we're always trying to find times and ways that we can connect better together and you're, you're just like trying to fit it in. Right. So all of a sudden we have all this time that we're able to do this. Um, so we're really trying to see the light in all of that, the silver lining in this. Um, I know I've mentioned before my, my dad died at a young age and I can truly say that was one of the most horrific things that I've been through. And we'll do another podcast, probably going into that a little bit more detail, but um, even that, even that most horrific situation, there's still things that you can look back and you go, that was the worst, but But. this happened and it was some good that came out of it. Um, And so we're trying to take that same approach. I mean, I think in the scenario with my dad, it made us more empathetic, Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, that would be one of the positives that came out of it. And just like in that situation that we were able to find some positivity, we're trying to do the same thing here. Right. So I think with having said that, um, we're both looking at an outline that we, uh, whether you jotted down and that we came up with, and we have four kind of topics that we wanted to bring up to you guys with, with what we're planning to do for the next couple weeks and the foreseeable future. Uh, and the first one is our routine. So, and why don't you kind of walk us through what our routine is going to be? I think routine can be a very grounding thing, especially when there's chaos and you don't know what to do. And that can make you feel unsettled and anxious that I think that is uh, something that will anchor our family. And And I don't mean a routine like every minute of our day is is predetermined, but that there's some sort of structure that right. we're maintaining throughout. Keeps the sanity. Yeah. And so um, so this is something that we are working on building, um, but we are going to do things like the kids practice piano every morning. They're still going to be practicing piano every morning. Right. Yeah. We're going to be getting up at relatively the normal time. I mean, I think we want to enjoy maybe being able to sleep in a little bit. But I'm setting my alarm clock, personally. <laughs> I think I probably will. I might have to anyways, or I'll just get up when you get up, basically. And we're just, to your point, we're going to have to continue to stay diligent with our our routine as we're laying out right now. Yeah. So I'm going to set my alarm clock for 6 a.m. I've got a morning routine that I do every day when I actually go into the office. I do it on the weekends too, by the way. Um, But I'm going to still do that um, throughout all of this. So I'm setting my alarm clock for six o'clock. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to get my cup of coffee. I do some journaling in the morning. Um, I get my workouts in. I think I'm going to modify a little bit the workout piece of it because I think we're um, we're maybe not going to be as active as we normally would be moving around and up and about. Right. Um, I actually put together like a list of what I think would be fun for really? a workout That's with the kids. Strange that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think starting tomorrow. I'm going to, in the morning, include the kids in the workout, and it's just going to be like 10 minutes of stuff, but like t- 10 jumping jacks and but 10 this push-ups. Is what, this is what we're talking about, taking the, Ugh, we're in quarantine or we're on lockdown type of thing and making it fun, not just for you and me, but also for the kids, because they're going to go stir crazy after a while. I mean, I can already picture a week from now, next Saturday, these guys are probably going to be like, can we see our friends? Can we go out? Blah, blah, blah. And we're going to... We're, we're, for the record, we're not staying indoors like the whole time, um, but we are taking precautions and we're not going to be hanging around with a lot of people and certainly not in large groups. Um, so the kids are probably going to get a little stir crazy. And I think what you just said right there makes a lot of sense. Let's include them in our workout uh, activities. I mean, it's going to be different for me because I usually go to the gym and I swim and do a bike or run and I'll have to cut back that out a little bit, I think. But um, 
I think tomorrow will be great with you involving the kids. It'll probably be kind of goofy at first, but, and then next thing you know, it'll be part of our routine. So we're going to do our workouts. Um, we're going to make them up. We're going to um, probably stream a few workouts, um, maybe stream some yoga. I know there's all sorts of apps out there that allow you to pull in free workouts. You can uh, find things on YouTube. For us, we happen to um, have access to Peloton, so we'll be mm-hmm. doing that. But certainly, there's a lot of free things that you can do. And right. when we're done with the workout, we'll probably have breakfast. And then um, another very important thing for us that we specifically talked about was we're going to get dressed, I, not yeah, wearing I'm looking pajamas. At that one. No, no pajamas. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm going to do my normal routine as well, which means at 6.45, 7 o'clock, I'm getting these kids out of bed and they don't go downstairs until they've made their beds and they brush their teeth. I see no reason to change that. So we do that. They go downstairs. They can play on their devices for a little bit. I'll make some breakfast for them or you will. We both will. And it'll be like a normal day. We just won't kick them out the door to go to school. We are also going to um, try to find some ways to incorporate um, some education, whether that's that we're watching some history thing on tv or um you know with it being march there's some plants that are growing outside i think we're we have some seeds that we're going to plant ourselves and nothing like overly overly structured but just finding some ways to um keep the curiosity alive throughout this time period Mm -hmm. um so we will be doing that um we will be limiting screen time. Um, they'll still be able to go on their screens, but as much as possible, we're just going to try to keep some sort of uh, structure. So um, very important that we're going to be following a routine. And that brings us to point two, and that would be how to have fun and connect with family and friends. Uh, that's a big one we were thinking about, and we've already actually used that a little bit. We were FaceTiming this morning with some family, and we thought that's probably going to be a little bit of the norm here for the foreseeable future. That was super funny. This morning, Jane, our five-year-old, FaceTimed with her cousin, Allie, and oh my gosh, <laughs> they were so cute. We've we've actually never just like given her the phone and been like, go for it. And she loved it. Oh my God, I think they were on for They were on for about, minutes? yeah, about a half an hour. I thought she was just playing in her room. And I said, I just called up to her before we started recording. I said, are you, what are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm in my room. I said, okay, are you watching a video? She said, no, I'm talking to Allie. I'm like, yeah. you're still talking to Allie? Said, yeah. Yeah. They so had a 30 minute conversation they about were, what we don't know. They were but. showing each other their dolls and all sorts of stuff. And so I think we're going to be doing more of that. Um, we just had a new cousin that was born. And so we right. um, FaceTime to see the new baby. And so we are really going to be utilizing that FaceTime um, as ways to connect with other friends and family members. Mm-hmm. Um, we're definitely I mean, we are a gaming family. So we do board games on the regular, but we will be doing even Even more even more board games and hey more time gives us the opportunity to really do monopoly i mean how many play an actual game of monopoly have you ever finished monopoly i don't think in my almost 40 years of life i've ever been able to finish a game of monopoly we're gonna finish monopoly that's a goal it might take us the whole week it might take us two weeks (laughs) (laughs) well we'll update you guys and, and let you know as as time goes on how the game is going um, we are for sure going to be doing some movie nights. And this is interesting for us. We're not a big TV or movie family. We're like kind of on the go a lot. And yeah, we killed cable a couple months ago and yeah, we don't really watch it that yeah, much. Yeah, we don't. I can't remember the last TV series I watched. I literally can't. I watch shows, but yeah, you have. I don't know if I've seen you sit down to actually watch anything on a TV screen 
unless you count the Peloton bike screen, but that's not TV. So, I mean, yeah. other than that, you don't even watch it. So, yeah, yeah. this is a good time to... So I'm kind of looking forward to if you guys have suggestions on a good TV series for us to yeah, we're dig looking. into. Yeah. Right. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of excited to watch some TV. We're going to do movie nights with the kids. Um, we're very pumped for Frozen 2 to be coming out on Disney+. Plus. Uh, yes. For those of you that are not aware, and if you have Disney+, Plus, Disney has now made Frozen 2 available on Disney+. Plus. It was supposed to be released on June 26th. And they have backed that up to now specifically for this coronavirus quarantine time. They want families to be able to to stream the movie. So make sure you check that out if you have Disney Plus. So on, in the fun bucket, I just I really feel like we're going to get back to good old fashioned fun, which I am so pumped about. I feel like this is what we do. We have a cabin in Canada on an island. And when we go to that cabin, it is good old fashioned fun. You're not really watching TV. You're spending time doing crafts. You, Outside. You're playing Uno. And we're just going to make the most of that. I think those are some of the times that we bond the best with the kids. And you're just really um, present. And uh, so I actually, I don't know, I'm really looking forward to the good old fashioned fun. I mentioned that we're going to plant a few things earlier. Um, I have seeds that I've kept for years. And so we're going to get those seeds going and bring some new life onto the earth. Um, so yeah, I think the fun bucket, um, you know, I think there's fears that the fun is going to wear off and, you know, somewhat quickly. But we're going to take it day by day. And um, I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm just, I think it's going to be just like being in maybe a more remote area. Um, but in our experience, those have been some of our best fun activities. Okay, so that will bring us to our third point, which is the opportunity to do things that we've always wanted to do, but may have not had the time. Certainly you, I know there's, I'm looking at our list here and most of these are probably things that you want to do because you really don't have the time to do them. So why don't you go ahead and list off what you are planning to do and what we're doing. Well, when I started thinking about, okay, now we're going to have this extra time. What are we going to do with it? And I started thinking about, oh, I've always wanted to do this thing. This is going to be the perfect opportunity to do this thing. Then I literally couldn't stop thinking of things that I've always been wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're maybe smaller deal things, but to me, they're a big deal, particularly when you have limited time. Um, so some examples are, I have always wanted to have a family book club. <laughs> I know. I, I have to admit that sounds kind of dorky to me because I'm not much of a book reader, but I know you love book clubs. You've been in a bunch of them and you have mentioned to me in the past that you would like to do a family book club. Our kids, the ones that can read, are really into reading and I love it and I know you love it. So this only makes sense. So go ahead and explain what a family book club is other than the obvious. So we're all reading the same book and then we're <laughs> going to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> I only laugh because I I, I want to be a part of this. I, I'll admit full on, I'm not much of a book reader, but I'm willing to give it a shot. And I'm willing to partake and have fun, but I laugh because it's going to be a bit of a struggle for me. But I think the kids and you are going to love it, which is great. It's going to be great. So we're going to do family. We're going to kick off family book club, which has been a goal of mine for forever. I just, I envision like long term, my vision with having a family book club is, and I actually got this idea from another family that does it and their kids are grown and they've moved on and they still do family book club and they do, I think it's one book a year. Mm -hmm. And despite where they are 
in the world. They all everyone, read it. And- yeah, everyone gets the book. And when they come together for Christmas, I think, or one of those holidays, when they come together, they all discuss the book. Hmm. And I thought that was so cool. So I want to do that. And our kids are a little bit younger. So we're going to select a book that maybe is age appropriate for them. Who Probably knows? age appropriate for me too. And age appropriate for you. <laughs> Could be boxcar children. I'm not really Woo-hoo! sure. Um, where the red fern grows has been on our list for a while. That might be a little advanced for them, but we'll the see. Hardy boys. <laughs> but um, I hope that this would be something um, good that comes out of the coronavirus situation that becomes a thing that we do for years and years to come. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I'm super excited about that. I also am really excited. Um, just these are all personal things that I'm looking forward to, but I want to cook more. Um, You've already started. You're going to make some soup this morning and this afternoon, which is great. You have not cooked in the kitchen for your own purposes. And can you even remember the last time? No. And I have so many cookbooks. I love cooking. So I'm going to like dig into some really, some of the more complicated recipes that mm-hmm. I either don't have enough time to do in you know, normal days, or maybe they require a lot of patience, or maybe they take a long time to make, but I'm going to be digging into my cookbooks and, you know, really honing some skills in the kitchen. The kitchen's going to be a mess again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got plenty of time to clean it. Yeah, I know. Um, Another thing for me that I'm looking forward to is I started writing a book several months ago, and I'm not going to get into what the book is about. That could be a separate topic, but um, I'm excited to be able to sit down and get some good writing time in. Mm-hmm. Um, So looking forward to that. I love to knit. So while we're watching all these movies, I'm going to be cranking out some sweaters. Um, yeah, All this are. stuff. It's just, it's to me, it's like, what are your hobbies? What are your interests? Is there a way for you to be able to do more of those while you're home? Um. All of these things bring me joy, and I'm just trying to find some ways to maximize the joy. One thing that's on the list that I think you you had been mentioning a few things that you specifically like to do. There's one thing on this list that I think every person should probably do, and that is catch up on sleep. I mean, we, especially you, you don't get the sleep that you want. You try and you do a good job at it, but there are nights you know, and mornings where you wake up and you're like, I did not get good sleep last night. I know I can say the same thing for myself. For those out there that are you know, working, stay-at-home parents, working at home, whatever it may be, get sleep. That's a great one. I'll be a little preachy on that one. Just get some sleep. It's a great opportunity to do that now. doesn't mean you have to sleep in until 11 o'clock in the morning, but as you had said earlier, we're going to set our alarm clocks, but we're going to set them a little bit later than we might normally. Six o'clock is later for you. I usually get up at six. I might get up at seven. I might get up at six with you, whatever. Either way, set your alarm and get some good sleep catch up on that. That's a very important one. Yeah. Is there a way for you to come out of this stronger? Like I was a little bit halfway, but actually probably 100% honestly, um, I was joking with Jim, but I think I was being honest. Um, I plan on coming out of this quarantine ripped. Like I am going to increase. I want to see that or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to increase the amount of time that I work out. I I really on a day-to-day basis can only get 30 minutes in a day. And I'm I'm gonna do an hour a day. I'm gonna do more with weights than I normally do. Or mm-hmm. you know, you can even use your own body as weights, so like push ups and stuff. So I'm just gonna try to find ways to make these two weeks um, 
work for me versus against me. Um, So sleep is a big part of that. The other thing that we were talking about is there's so many areas in our house that we've been wanting to organize. Right. Yeah, that's a big one. And that may not sound exciting at all. But to me, I think an organized environment creates an organized mind like that. They're so connected for me. They're pretty mutually exclusive. Yeah. So we are going to be... um, you know, digging into some spaces and and organizing them. And that's definitely one of those things that have been on our list and it gets pushed and it gets pushed and it gets pushed. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's frustrating because how long can you push that kind of stuff back? Um, It could be years that you really want to live in an organized space, but you've been, you know, sweeping things on the carpet or pushing it into closets. So this gives us an opportunity to, um, to do that. So not the most exciting thing, probably to the everyday person, but to me, very exciting. Well, and it keeps you busy too. I mean, I think that's another big factor here is that we day to day, we go through our lives, again, whether you're a working person, a parent, a stay-at-home parent, whatever it may be, we're constantly working. We're constantly doing things. And now this is being completely disrupted. I mean, you're still going to be working during the day, but you're going to be working from home. Um, So it's going to be different than commuting and then going to different offices to have meetings and whatnot. My routine is going to be different now because the kids aren't going to school for two weeks, um, but we're used to being busy. So this is another way to stay busy, um, it, you know, to kind of take things. Well, it's a twofer. You're staying busy and you're getting things done around the house so that on the other end, when this whole thing is done, you can look back and be like, we got a lot done. This coronavirus thing is, has moved on. Now we're ready to get back into our normal lives, but we, you know, we feel even better about it. Um, so I think that kind of brings us to our fourth point, uh, which is to find ways to give back. So we've been talking about ways that we want to do things and what we're going to do here. And hopefully you guys like what you've heard, but we also wanted to make sure that we found ways to give back to those that might need help. Um, certainly our parents and our family around here that are older, uh, and, and any other people that might need some help as well. So why don't you go ahead and explain what you mean by that one? I don't know that we know 100% what we mean by this yet. And this is one of those things that we're hoping to hear from others and learn from others. Certainly, it seems to be trending on social media with people. Right. And I don't mean trending in a bad way. But but people posting, if you need help, I'm here to help you. You don't don't have to you know, be public about it. You can right. direct can message discreet, me. Whatever. And oh, man, I just love seeing that. So, um, so certainly, um, we'll be reaching out to family and friends and acquaintances that maybe fall into the higher risk categories and just seeing if we can help them out. Um, I know for me, a big area that um, I don't know exactly what we're going to do yet, but a a group that I would like to focus on is the healthcare workers because they... um, are they're really stepping up during these times. They don't get a break. They don't get a break. They're at the front line. So even if it's just, you know, the kids making and and us making a video to encourage them or maybe doing some drawings to send their way. I don't know the answer yet, but I know for sure that's a group that we are thinking about and we're trying to find ways that we can show them that, we care about them. Um, Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, I mean, we're doing stuff that focuses on ourselves and our family members during this time. But the whole point of a quarantine is really about the greater good. Yeah. It's about the greater good. It's about the community. And I don't want to lose sight of that. And I don't want our kids to see this as a time to be selfish Selfish and and, self-centered right certainly there's things that we're going to do for ourselves and do for our family but i really really 
don't want to lose sight of everyone else. And um, I do think that despite the quarantine, um, there's so many ways that people are connecting and that the that we are um, all collectively socially Helping each other out yeah, and- stronger because of situations like this. Um, so, so yeah, so certainly in our own community, we're going to be reaching out um, and, and focusing on ways that we can support um, some of the higher risk groups, but also the healthcare workers. Um, and, and I think it's good for us to mention that um, just like we pivoted a little bit on what this episode was going to be about, um, we're also thinking that we are going to be producing a few extra podcast episodes during this time. It gives right. us an opportunity to have more time to record these, certainly. Um, but we do think that we're laying out what we believe our approach is going to be. But as time goes on, we might adjust it and modify it. And we thought it would be good to check in and touch base and let you guys know what's working, what's not working, some new ideas that we had and new ways that we're approaching this. So um, you'll you'll probably be seeing a few extra episodes from us and we'll probably have a better answer for how we're finding ways to give back. But we, we would be remiss not to include that in this episode because it's been a big part of our conversations. Okay, well, I think that about wraps it up for this episode. We got uh, four little ideas there for you guys to hopefully mull over. And um, once again, as M had mentioned, please give us some comments and feedback and let us know what you guys are doing to uh, get through this coronavirus uh, quarantine. Uh, as Emily also mentioned, we're going to try to do some extra episodes here, like mini episodes maybe. Uh, we haven't quite hammered those details out yet, but we want to be interactive with each other, and this is a good way to do it. So be on the lookout for those, and uh, make sure you subscribe to our podcast Uh, any major podcast platform. Uh, Find us on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, Emily, any last points? The last thing that I want to say is we all have an opportunity in front of us. We have time and we have somewhat of a call to action for the greater good. And I think we all need to be asking ourselves, what are we going to do with this? And really seriously consider how you're going to spend your time and how you're going to contribute to the greater good. So as Jim said, we're really interested to hear how you guys are approaching this and we will continue to share how we are approaching that. But I think that's the, those are the big questions. Agreed. Okay, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs>